listener production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! G'day, welcome to the Footy Talk podcast with Wado Woodsy and Maroon. Jack Whiten says no to an Origin jersey. We'll talk about that. Can you believe that, Maroon? And in Front Row Forum today, I'm going to talk about my experiences of moving mid-year in a club. Yes, in the podcast yesterday, we saw big Gordon Tallis come off the back fence in the hook, so we're going to query some of his comments um, and get a bit of a reaction. Yeah. G'day, everybody. Welcome to Footy Talk with Wado, Woodsy, and Maroon. Uh, Wado, g'day, mate. G'day, Maroon. How are you? Been with you every day this week. Oh, I feel a- like it has yeah. been. And it's been, there's a good feeling in the studio today, all right? Yeah. There's a good feeling. I got to play footy for the first time since round one. Woodsy made his debut and a couple of wins. So let's keep this feeling yeah. rolling, boys. Woodsy, welcome to you as well. Now, thank you, Maroon. I was actually really nervous for the game because my mocking skills have been. Awful lately, so I was a bit worried for the Manly Seagulls. But, mate, we got the win. A couple of points. Firstly, with you two guys, I have been in the wonderful position to witness you both celebrate the wins with your boys, with your sons. Yep. Often in radio we talk about the money can't buy moments, and I'd imagine not only for you but for your kids, they are money can't buy moments. Oh, yeah, it's the best part of the – like one of the best parts of the whole footy now for me is having my boys come down and run on the field after the, the game. Um, it was hard being suspended because I don't they're too young yeah. enough to quite understand what a suspension is. So, you know, I know I've, I've referred to it as a naughty corner. Yeah. That's how I um, explained it to the boys. But you know what's all, really awesome for me is like after the game, the boys come on the field and I'll get text messages or photos from my mum and dad. They're watching the TV. They're watching their son with my yeah. like their grandchildren on the on the field having fun and. You know, that's like the special things for me that I'll always have mm. in my memory. Like it's just something that we're lucky and we're fortunate um, to be able to do to have our, you know, children experience that. I, I remember that's something I've always, you know, I've always been jealous of other I Look at Andrew Fafita. He's got the whole tribe there on at the end of games. And I know when I first got to that, when, when Buster was a, a brand new boy, it was, uh, it was against the Cowboys at Shark Park. And, um, you know, you say you've been suspended, Wado. Mate, I've had three clubs in four years, so he doesn't know which team to go for at the moment. He well, just no, gets... we do know. He's, he's, <laughs> he's got a shark, loyalty man. to the Sharks. He's got a shark we and a jumper on. So he got a little bit disappointed on the weekend because he had to put the Manly jersey on. Right. But he slowly, because he likes the Eagle Rock, and he heard that a fair bit there. But, like, after the game in the sheds, Tommy Turbo's got the bottle, and just, he's shaking it with Tommy Turbo. And I was like, this kid doesn't understand, like, how lucky he is to be doing it with a player of that stature mm. in the game, you know. And I don't think he'll realise that until probably maybe – you know, when he's in his 13 or 14. So, mate, it's it's, it's an absolute honour to take them in there, isn't it? Well, we actually had Buster in after our game yeah. too. He came in with Ronnie. He was sitting on our seats and listening to Fitz, um, yeah. the post-game speech, sung the song of us. Yeah, so. And then you know what he said to me when he came out of the sheds? He goes, Daddy, did you sing your song as well? <laughs> <laughs> said, Not tonight, brother. <laughs> and uh, what is funny though, Woodsy, and congratulations on getting a win. You're undefeated. But what about when you thought you scored that try? Oh, Fair dinkum. I thought mate. they were going to have to bring out a change of undies for look, you. Honestly, you got to play the ref a bit. And look, I, I seen you have a little bit of a fumble, Jerome Hughes, and I thought, I'll just jump on this and carry on, you know. Did you get the pistols going? I yeah, know, no, I, know. I, I honestly was that. I couldn't believe what happened, Wade. I was just up and I was like that. And the boys have been giving it to me at training. And look, the ref gave it a try, um, Adam G, one of our, you know, South Carolina. Uh, a good Cronulla, story. Yeah, a good, good story, fella. actually, Loves mate. his budgie smugglers down there. Um, but it wasn't confirmed and, yeah, the video ref let me down. 
Jack Whiten, a lot of the talk has been around him and the possibility of changing clubs. But now the talk about him, well, it's not talk. He's standing down from origin duty. You blokes have both played origin and you've both pointed out at one time or another watching origin as kids and saying how much you want to do it. And here's a guy who's done it, but now he's saying, I don't want to do it anymore. Oh, I don't want to do it for a while. Yeah, well, I see just with Jack being in the the meet, like in the news cycle a bit lately because of the contract situation where he wanted to test the market. Um, and now he, you know, stood down from representative, you know, selection. I just honestly see it being like this is a guy who's done everything in the game so far. He's ticked every box. He's played and won Origin. He's played for Australia and won one for Australia, just won in the, the previous World Cup. The only thing he hasn't done is won a premiership. And I just see this as you know, Jack testing the market, looking around at other clubs, other opportunities, possibly, like the possibility of other clubs. You know, not that it's a distraction origin because it's a, it is a privilege and it is an honour. But I just feel like he is just getting everything out of the way and he just has tunnel vision he wants to win a premiership. And I, this is what I see. Um, this is a step in that um, mm. decision-making in him. Are you suggesting, Wade, that you think that he thinks that the Raiders could win the premiership? Well, I, I I just think he, you know, in his own mind, he's making himself you know, completely focused on his club, like a healthy and, and focused Jack Whiten playing his best football ultimately, you know, brings his club into contention with competing for that premiership because he's such a quality player. And that's the just the last couple of months with all the noise around Jack and what he's thinking. And, you know, certainly this decision just feels like Jack's one priority is his club and he wants to help drive his club towards premiership success. And it's probably the last thing that's left on the big fella's um, resume to tick off. And how old is he now? He's 30, 30 29, 30. He's 30 this year, yeah. So, you know, the, the end's uh, nearer than the beginning. So, you know, I, I think it's a really selfless decision from Jack, as in he's going – because it is such an honour to play for Origin, mm. to play Origin, to represent New South Wales and represent Australia. So he's actually went, well, I'm going to put my individual – aspirations at the rep level to the side because I want to give myself completely to the club and try and drive my club ultimately to premiership success. Yeah, I sort of agree, Wade. And, and, you know, something that Freddie spoke about over time is he hates that outside noise. So there'll be a lot of scrutiny under Jack, what he's doing with his contract, whether he's staying rugby league, going to another club, going to rugby union because there's a bit of chat with that as well. And um, like you said, Wade, he's at that you know, 30 years old. And if he does go to union, it can prolong his career because, you know, how tough rugby league is on your body. But yeah, I think it's a really good thing for Canberra because he's putting all his eggs into one basket and he's got full commitment and focus to them, you know, and um, they probably could be disappointed that saying, yeah, he is testing the market, but man, he's given up an origin jersey to give a 100% crack at winning the comp this year for Canberra. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. He's played the last 10 or nearly 10 straight games. Mm. He missed one through the COVID. I think he missed COVID. through COVID. Yeah. And then because he missed that game, he became 18th man. Someone else one, came yeah. in for the – and he was 18th man for the last one. So – and let, let's not forget, he was the starting centre in that World Australia. Cup final. Australia, mm. exactly So right. he was the incumbent international for Australia. So Perfect 14 for us, I reckon. He's, he's a quality Perfect. player. He's a player that gives confidence to other players because you know 100% what you're going to get. He's going to go 100 miles an hour and compete, be aggressive, um, be physical, and he's always going to go after the contest. So he's a player, you look around the dressing shed, yep. you see Jackie's putting the boots on, you go, oh, well, he gives me a bit of confidence because I know he's going to be having a crack. Hey, but I wonder, with, with a lot of talk this week being around finding a, a spot for Nico Hines, yep. do, is there some way we can now shuffle the deck chairs – 
you know, we are always doing that with Origin. Are we finding spots for players that aren't necessarily their spots? Yeah, yeah. Do yeah. you think that somehow they'll work? They can work that out. For as in saying, get Nico Hines in oh, there. I think you sort of have to make a, a role for Nico. The the form he's in, you can't say no. Um, and he's done it for a, not just the season. He's gone to this like he's got a lot of pressure on the back of him after getting Dalian Player of the Year. You know, he missed the first couple of weeks of the season through injury, and the form he's been in, like since he's come back, I, I got a first hand look at it when he played against the Dragons that night. It was absolutely phenomenal. And then seeing the highlights package of pretty much Nico the other night against the Roosters, he single-handedly won that game. So, you know, it, it's, a, it's a funny one too because I know the incumbents are Luai and, and Cleary, uh-huh. but, you know, you had Coruscant there last year, so the combinations they picked on a lot of that. And there's a bit of talk that Cook might be in there this year. So it's going to be a pretty open side. But, mate, if, if Nico keeps playing the way he is, he's pretty much just demanding a jersey. It's not, you know, what jersey he's going to get. He's just going to get that six because he's playing so well. Mm. Okay. Oh, for me, I would actually go, you know, I think if you're going to pick Nico, you, you wasted picking him on the bench. Mm. Like, you, you're playing for the 80 minutes, he's your six or your seven. The, clear, more, the more he's on way, though. I, I think you're wasting him putting, putting him on the bench. I would, you know, as that 14 role, I'm not necessarily use a utility. I'd probably go two hookers. I'd probably have room in my team for Cook and Appy. Yeah. Like, mm. But like, he's not going to be seven. He's not going to be seven. Clear he's going to be seven. So yeah. the decision is for Nico would be six. I think it's Lua or, or Hines. Yeah. So or Nico, it's one of those things. It's, it's one of those things like you either you start them or you don't play them. Yeah, it's yeah. You, you can't really put them on the bench because they're both type of players. You need them out there from the get go. And then, like you said, you're going to have those two hookers. I think Appy's a perfect forward off the bench. Just his deception and just bringing the forwards. In, you know, at that 20, 25 minute mark, and especially an Origin waiter, like he's so hard to stop. So yeah, and you look at so you know Harry Grant's probably the the best hooker in the competition yep. at the moment. They do that with Ben Hunt, and Ben Hunt starts at nine because. That first 20 minutes of origin it's is tough. chaos. It's, yep. it's absolutely chaos. Well, look at it's Cameron Murray. I think it was two or three HIAs yeah. in that game three mm. last year. Remember that? So yeah. you, to have that injection off the bench of a hooker, a specialist hooker, who identifies the ruck and can manipulate the ruck with those tired bodies, I think, you know, it's been a strength of Queensland side and I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if we carry two hookers and don't have – because then if you, if you have someone like Nico Hines on the bench, and he doesn't get an opportunity in the first half, right? Because the game just doesn't work Where do work out. Him? Where do you put him on? You know, do you pull a half off to put him on, or do you, you know, put him at the back? Like you really get forced to make a change because you have that, because you have him on the bench. And that's the other thing without having Jack White now, because he was like that Luke Lewis type. Luke yeah. could play center, wing, back row, middle, lock, so they could play so many different positions. But now that we don't have White, I'm with you, Wade. You either you either start Nico, or, or you just can't pick him at all. All right, boys, bit of club news around on Footy Talk with Wado, Woodsy and Maroon. Let me start with uh, the Doggies, who started the season so well and yep. are playing with so much heart, but they have just got an injury crisis. Now, Kickout comes back from injury and then does a peck at training. Awesome. Obviously, they lose Karaz over the weekend at Okar. We've spoken about that. But given what we saw over the weekend, you know, the Doggies, they, they still tried their backsides off, but there's just too many injuries. There's, and then... Pengai Jr. makes an error at a key position, a key time in the game. But do you think with those injuries, and they're key injuries, particularly Kikau, is that the last we'll see of the Dogs as a finals chance? Well, I think they can certainly hold their heads up and be happy with the effort they put on um, in that second half mm. because they did lose Karaz, so they already shuffled the decks. And Avarillo, he played on one leg for the majority of that game, which was an outstanding effort because you know he was severely hampered by it. You do sort of feel a little bit of disappointment for the dogs and you know and their fans as well because there was so much excitement in the off season 
you know, obviously recruiting Reed Marnie and, and Kikau to join the recruits from last year, you know, Burton and Josh Adokar. And, you know, when they when those guys were all on the field at the start of the year, they were missing Mariner and they are missing um, Pengai Jr. Thompson. Thompson. So, you know, the fans and even the team, that you know, with the excitement, they haven't just been able to get their best 17 together. Never. And, and mm. now – you know, they've shuffled the decks again. They get a couple back. They get Pengai Jr. back, but they lose Kikau for an extended period. Yeah. And again, that's some more injuries on the weekend with Karaz. He seems to have done his MCL, which is which is a few weeks. And we'll have to check on Avrilo where how he pulls up. But he'd have to be in some doubt with the injuries on the weekend. So it's just, it's hard when you're trying to find that consistency. And, you know, especially in the team. And like I said, for their fans, and there was so much excitement. And they've showed some in glimpses how hard they're willing to work for each other on the weekend. That was a big effort that second half. There, yeah. but they almost won the second half. Mm. It wasn't until Paris scored, yeah, yeah. scored late. And Avarillo playing, he was limping yeah, the whole was, game. He was busted the whole way. But for me, it's the combinations. They've signed so many players in this off season, and like what I said, it's just so hard to get them all in the park at the same time. You know, I reckon Aver, um, not Avarillo, uh, Kuraz has been one of the absolute fines over the last, you know, 14 months of rugby league. He he does 20 hit-ups a game and they're, they're well, he's tough. he's leading carries. offloads oh, than Earl. He's, he's got the most metres as well leading into that game he was. Obviously, cut off early. And then you lose another strike weapon in Adokar who had built a really good combination over the last year with Burton on that left edge. So, for me, it's just – they're just lacking combination. And then yeah. you you got someone like like Reed Marnie. He's, he's trying so hard that he's doing so many things in the game when he's not – finding Burton and Flanagan at the right times. But it's just, it's no lack of effort. Like you said, you know, they, they don't go down to Melbourne and beat Melbourne in Melbourne. Like, that's a huge effort. And then the second half, like you said, they could have threw the towel in. But you can tell the effort's there. It's just the combination and timing of things and, and when to do it and when not to do it. And, and that's what's, it's hard because they haven't got the players that they had the whole preseason with. Yeah, I think for me as well, during these hard battles, because every team goes through these sort of… Injury crisis. Injury crisis over time. and. <clears throat> You know, what it does do, even if you're not getting the results, it gives players an opportunity to really stand up. You don't really have a choice. You need to go out there and, and stand mm. up. And there's an opportunity now for the Bulldogs guys, sort of backs against the wall, yep. kick hours out, out of cars, out Karazzi's out, Avrilo's 50-50. Like, guys like Matt Burton, Pengai Jr., you know, some other guys. Max Reed, King. Max like, King, Reed they can put the hand up, yeah. There's an opportunity here for them. If they can, you know, take their game to just another level and go, you know what, boys, I know – you know, we haven't got all hands on deck, but follow me and, mm. and come with me and, you know, let's let's throw down and, yeah. and see what we can do. So there is still an opportunity, you What's know, for that, the guys that are who are playing. Remember what we used to say, it's just that next man mentality, next yeah. man in, because there's going to be games. You look at Newcastle, they, they, they could use all the excuses in the world, but, you know, they had blokes that just come into the team. Yeah. They know the systems. You know, you got your Croakers, you got your Johns. They just, you know, they're probably going to play 10 to 15 games, but they might get a couple extras now because of all the injuries. But because they know the standards and that, they're just driving that. And that's what the opportunity the Bulldogs have got now. Well, mate, you're a Bulldogs great. Why don't you go over and have a chat with them? Don't be too proud, Woodsy. I'm very happy at Manly Maroon where I am right now. All right. Now, the other team that really <laughs> has, I mean, we talk about the Dragons. We talk about the West Tigers. I know they're a long way away, but what about the Cowboys? They've only won two games. And we all thought that they would fire this year. Now, Jason Taumalolo has a knee injury. He's going to miss uh, four to six weeks. Surgery on a knee cartilage. Basically, it looks like it's going to be a clean out. Clean but, out yeah. He's been uh, playing with that for the last three or four weeks as well, Maroon. Mm. So he's been under the dun. They've had no Jordan McLean. Cotter's just probably with his second week back in. They've had some injuries, um, some suspensions, the Nenai uh, as well. And Helium Lukey's back from you know, a long-term ACL. And 
Um, I think the problem with the Cowboys is they were so unexpected last year. I remember coming in here, a lot of people tipped them to get the wooden spoon. Uh, this is, sorry, the year before. Uh, and there's so much expectation this year, you know, and they had such a good season. I think they finished fourth behind you guys, Wado, or, or third behind yeah, you guys. Think, yeah, you guys third, finished second. Yeah. So, you know, it's that old saying, the hunters are getting hunted. So everyone's up for them now. Before, you could probably go up there and, oh, you know, you weren't too, not that you weren't too, you know, into your game with them, but now because they've got that such, you know, behind them, you know you've got to be on when you play against the Cowboys because they're a top-tier side. And they're pretty similar to the Dogs. They've had a few injuries. You know, Drinkwater was out for – he got suspended after round one for four weeks. And, mate, they're just not getting those little wins like they were last year. Mm. And, and the pressure's starting to compound on them. See, Wado, what he's doing, he's learning, uh, like all rugby league journalists, uh, look after your mate, the coach. And he's looking <laughs> after his old mate, Toddy Payton. <laughs> Good on you, Woodsy. You're you looking after Madge last year. <laughs> oh, turn it up. I've got no influence. Uh, stop it. You wouldn't look after Seeds, but would you, Manly? I love Seeds. Uh, I yes, wish him yes, all the best. Yes, yes. I love you all. I think um, <laughs> on the Cowboys situation, they, you know, you have to think at some stage with the footy they played last year that they're going to put it together, right? So they're yes. going to put it together and go on a, you know, on a tear and, and start winning games. I think the thing they need to be careful of, you know, especially now with Tao Malolo out, so, that, you know, some more um, changes to be made is, you can't lose touch with the top four. The top yeah. four is so important. They would 100% came into this season with expectations of being in the top four. You know, every game you sort of drop the start of the year just makes it yeah. harder to well, claw back like at the to, back end of the year. Yeah. And then it doesn't matter when you leave your run. Like, even yeah. if you… You don't leave it too late, You mate. can't leave your run too late because those teams who you've given the head start, you know, they're playing good footy at the end of the year too and they're just going to keep trucking ahead. So, you know, they need to turn it around as soon as possible. Otherwise, that… You know, that top four, it starts to become, you know, a little bit of um, too far, and a bit too far to climb. I'm sure in the precedent, they look at their draw, like they've lost to the Warriors twice, they've lost to the Bulldogs and, and Redcliffe. There's eight points. It's how they've lost too. Like they've started off well, but they've just faded at the back end of the game. Mm. So it's something they really need to look at if it's their bench that's not doing the job or if they don't fit enough. To be fair, mate, um, I, I called that game on the weekend, that Cowboys-Warriors game. The Warriors, like, are, the Warriors are awesome, mate. mate. Yeah. They're, they're playing, some, Sean Johnson they're playing. playing some good yeah. footy, man. And The control from Sean Mate, the Montoya. Did you see oh. that try from oh, the Solomon Montoya? Beautiful. Well, the, com- beautiful. the commentator hit the nail on the head. They go, I didn't think he could do that. Mate, I haven't seen that in such a long time. You know how, you know, edges are taught, you know, you taught so to ta- tackle together. So you might miss, you might break one tackle and yep. beat someone one-on-one. Mate, he, be- he beat five players. Yeah, and yeah. changed the ball in hand. Yeah. Mate, it's it was, unbelievable. Woodsy, hang on. Uh, what commentator said that? Because Triple M were calling that, and that suggests to me you weren't listening to Triple I, M. I was listening to you for a little bit, and you just bored me to death, Marie. So what, were you watching it on Fox? <laughs> I was on Fox, mate. Well, mate, Fox don't pay your wages. <laughs> they pay mine sometimes. <laughs> yeah, well, that's fair enough. <laughs> Wait, that's Fox 9, and what else do you want to throw in there? <laughs> All right, Wado, Woodsy and Maroon, it's the award-winning Footy Talk podcast. When we come back, uh, Gordy Tallis has got plenty to say about the Dragons and the Front Row Forum. We talk about player movement from the point of view of a player. It's all coming up on Footy Talk. The Footy Talk podcast with Wado, Woodsy and Maroon. Lots and lots of uh, fan mail coming in for you, Woodsy. They're loving you over there on the Northern Beaches. Particularly the question does ask, though, Wado, is he going to move to the Northern Beaches? Uh, he's, there's no way he would ever move out of Lugano. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't think he'd suit the Northern Beaches? Nah, mate. Is he a bit feral for the Northern Beaches? Mate, he just likes his spot where he's at. and One way in, one way out. Yeah. Don't get annoyed down there, mate. Yes, he's got the bloody... Um, 
That's Saying show about sausages yeah, in the yes. coffee shop. Yeah, I haven't read it in you for you. I know sorry. Woody doesn't read it, but I like the um the seafood butter down there at Lagano. No, it's not. No, it's beautiful. It's not that I don't it. You just don't get enough. Like there's not enough food. In sure, there they look plate. after you, but oh. they know the big fella's hungry. They like, changed make owners. Of, they they oh, changed owners, okay. so my old mates are gone. So. Okay, but oh, still, that's, that's when I, I went there years ago yes. with Billy and that from yeah. X Blade. Yeah, so that's so, so they looked after us then. Oh, they look after you now. Changed. It's famous. I've actually got to take you to my mate's pizza pasta. It's called Costello's. So Mate, yeah, there's, there's, well. there's a million places. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm telling you, it is one of the. I've been going to him. So he used to have one in Leichhardt when I was like five or six, and he's moved over to Peakhurst now. Right. So do they do schnitzels like meals? Yeah, or mate, just pizza pasta. No, 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 not the not the combos. Oh, but that's my favorite, I'm, no, no, I'm man. telling you, his mum, pasta his combos, mum makes all the sauces. What's this joint called? Costello's. Okay, just tell him I'm coming. I don't yeah. need to go with no, you. No, you're coming with me. <laughs> all right. Just tell <laughs> him I'm coming. I'll, I'll get a table or two for you. Okay, beautiful. All right, boys. I look forward to that. That'll be another thing you won't do. <laughs> Um, <laughs> the poor old dragons Love are sitting luncheon. in 13th position. <laughs> They're 13th position on the ladder. They've lost their last two. And we all said, well, after the Titans beat them on the bell, they're going to have to play the Raiders and they're going to have to play the Roosters on the Anzac Day game. They're in trouble, the dragons. Nothing good in the way of rugby league is spoken about coming out of Wollongong. Our very own Gordon Tallis had this to say. So let's just get rid of him then, right? if that's what they want to do. If it's pressure on him, it's pressure on him. I thought the players were up for it. I thought they had a real crack in the first half. They had all the momentum and they just couldn't get the ball over the line. So that doesn't come down to the coach. That comes down to the players putting on a play where that doesn't work. There's plan B, there's plan C, using your vision. It's probably a little bit too much Ben Hunt ball. They just need to get on with it. And Anthony Griffin, I said I don't feel sorry for anybody. I do feel sorry for the noise around him. To go out there and do your job and know that you're not wanted. I don't know how he turns up every day at that organisation, to be quite honest. I wouldn't be coaching there. Mm. If I didn't have the support of my bosses, I'd tell them to shove it. Would you right now say see you later? Would you? Yeah, I would. Yeah, well, there's Gordy Tallis. I mean, Gordy does say what he thinks. And look, I guess between the three of us, none of us think that it'll be long for Hook. I've never asked you face-to-face, flat-out, man-to-man, what was your relationship like with uh, Anthony Griffin? Yeah, I got along with him well. Uh, he's a bit of a man's man, like he's an old-school bloke. But you look, like what he said, like the, the effort's there. You know, we just spoke about the Bulldogs. Oh, we're happy with their effort. But it's just because Dragons are such a huge club and in demand and they've been in the media for this whole preseason, he he was on a hiding to nothing. He, was, he had to win pretty much every game from the first six rounds just to keep the noise away. Most of the games they've been, they've been in, in every single game except for the, the Sharks game. And, and they were into that right at half time until I think Sharks, you scored right on the bell at half time, didn't you, Zwayto? Which yeah, got yeah, used yeah. into a lead. Yeah, well, it was. Yeah, it was 12 8 at close half time. Yeah, yeah, it was two tries all. But it's just a, you know, a, a lack of probably, like you said, you know, they, you see Ben Hunt at the end of the game. I was watching it on TV again. He had an interview at the end of the game and you could just tell the, the frustration. It's, it looks like it's just wearing him down. Um, then, you know, he was disappointed himself. He said he, he hit Josh Kerr short and he should have went out the back because there was numbers. Whatever happens there, they just need to come to a resolution now. Uh, I know there's uh, – well, I've heard through the media there's a board meeting tomorrow. You know, you could say, oh, yeah, we'll keep Hook. But then, you know, we went through the same situation at Cronulla a couple of years ago, But you know, when they signed Fitzy. If they kept Johnny Morris on, every win was going to be against the board and, and, you know, it was going to be like you've done the wrong job because – why would you get rid of John Morris when you just keep winning? Mm. But then every win that you lose, it's still going to talk about, oh, you did make the right job, but we're going to be in the media for it. So for me, it's a hard one. They need to make a decision. If they keep hook, 
then letting, you know, add, add another year or two, whatever. But then if they don't want to keep Hook, then do you get rid of him? Mm. Because you're going to be in the media and you're going to get scrutinised for everything you do for the rest of the year. Well, Wado, you blokes, the two of you, your current NRL players, talk us through this. The coach, he's the coach. So do you go out next week and give 100% or do you say, this bloke's half out the door anyway? No, you always give 100%. Yeah, like, you got your own no, standards. You have to. Like, otherwise you just don't. Even if you, even you if don't you get no to that coach. level in the first place, yeah. if you if you don't, as soon as you cross that line, you're given a hundred percent. And I just think I completely understand what like Gordy said in those comments. Like if you if you're not backed by your bosses, but well, why would you want to show up every day and, and go to work? Blah, blah. And I'll tell you why. It's because of the relationship he has with the players. It's like it's not just a week in week out job that you do. You, you build from October. You build from November. Mm. He's been there for what is it? Two years? Two years plus. He's got a relationship with his players. That's why he's coming to work. He's coming to work because that's a part of the coach. When you're a coach, you're you're a caretaker. You're you're trying to help people person. Yeah, yeah. You're trying to help develop young men yeah. in this game, make mm. them better people, not just players. You have uh, an obligation, you know, and, you a, create, and, a, and a care factor. It's more than just a job. You create your, relationships as yeah, well. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's it's your obligation to try and you know develop these young men into better people. It's almost it's not. I would hate to say a fatherly figure, but you know, it's a, it's a part of your role to try and develop these people. So mm. even, and especially in sport and, and rugby league, it's such a team, you know, team environment. Like when, when your back's against us, you, you actually go, well, you know what? Don't worry about all that. I'm just going to pour more into this because this is what I care about. This is where I get the value. And so it, it's not just easy just to say, the bosses aren't backing me. I'm just going to walk away because you're walking away from 30 players and thirty, but, fr- and thirty, and the other th- thing is, 30, well, wait m- more than likely, thirty people you've poured your heart and soul in trying to make better. And, and for me as well, is you look at what Ben Hunt said last week. They asked him about it. He's like, you know, he he loves Hook. He's got the great relationship. He reckons that they've moved forward and and they're in the right direction. But for me, looking outside in, the fans, the ones that want Hook gone, are they then going to go? Well, what's we're off Hook now? We're going to get off Benny Hunt because he's backing him. Mm. So it sort of puts a players in a situation whereas they're going to get a, a hiding from nothing from the fans because players can't come out and say, oh, I don't want that coach, coach. I don't want this coach at our club. Like it, it just, it's just not, it, that's what you don't it's do. It's not their job. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not, not their, their job, job to do that. Anyway. And, and every week they're getting fronted by the media and Ben Hunt's getting hounded, whether it's an interview pre-game, post-game, uh, whether it's at training. The poor bloke just wants to go out there and play footy. And at the moment, he looks like he's just got the whole weight of the world on his shoulders and no, he just looked flat after the game. Uh, I know Honey well, and he's normally a jovial character, mm. and he just looked like, just right. looks like he needed a rest because he looked just like he was just knackered. It's you know that you look at the Dragons now, and they were playing in those red jerseys, and I know that doesn't mean anything, but you know, like everything you hear out of the joint now is just average. You know, recruitment is average. They say the board doesn't get but on. That's what we're going to get, Maroon. But listen, I want to I want to call BS on both of you. I want to call BS on both of you because what you're both suggesting, and it's bullshit, is <laughs> that Hook and 30 players all get on, all love each other, and it's all this outside noise. It's my, I, I would, I've never played an NRL game in my life. I'm the worst footballer you've ever seen. Wait, wait, but there is just, no way no, 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 no. those all those players back hook. There is no way. Yeah, but the other thing is, we didn't say every single one of those thirty players back him. In every job, you always have arguments with your with your boss. A lot of people just have a working relationship with their so, boss. No, no, no. Listen, no, listen to me here before I finish, mate. When you're doing something, <laughs> like that, show you he's getting good at this gig, isn't he? Did you have a good relationship with everyone that you've worked here this at this joint? No, I go home and bag them all. Exactly right. So do we. But yeah. then you come to work, you have a working relationship. Whether you might 
not get uh, along with the coach, you get along with your players. Nearly every player I play with, I love, I get along with. And they're the ones that drive it. You're, you're in the trenches, not just when you play, all preseason, you're building this. It's hard to say. It's not like a relationship, but it's just something that you, you create in that whole preseason, isn't it, Wade? Yeah. It's something oh, that you can never create. No, 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 no. See, you're, see, you're no, trying, you're trying to twist you're, our no, words around. Listen, listen. listen. No, no, you two are like, wait, 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 wait. Boys. He listened to you. Yeah. Now right. you can listen okay, to Okay, go on. Zip it, mate. What I said was I can understand Gordon comments that if the bosses don't back you, just walk away. Just walk away. I'll walk away. All I'm saying to you, it's not as easy as that because you're walking away from a whole lot more yeah. than just your bosses. You're 30 guys that love you and you love Mate. them. And, and your it's going to be like well. It's going to be like that. Have you ever seen that movie, The Club? Now they're going to win every but, game for Hook and they're going to win the premiership. We're not saying no, that, mate. We're not saying it's, that. It's just not as easy as to, you think just no, to walk away. I, I don't. I wouldn't know, mate. I'm just saying, like, but and you that's can't. What we're saying as well. Yeah, you can't. No, I'm say, not saying that every player loves him there, but they've got oh, okay. a, they've got a, they've got a working relationship with. Man, him. not every player there loves him. I'm out of there, so you didn't love him. I got along with him. Yeah, okay. Well, we'll look. We'll leave it at that. But uh, obviously, he's not going to be there much longer. Do you guys is have a, is a, a? Is that according to you? What he's gone? Is he? Well, mate, I've been watching footy for. 53 years probably. Yep. And soon as uh, – this is, You know, can I say, this is a similar conversation that we had with, well, about you and Madge last year at Tigers. Me and Madge? Like you were the one pumping Madge saying he still deserves to have a coach, well, be a coach. Mate, Madge has won a premiership and a premiership in the Super League, all right? Yeah. As Hook won – uh, no disrespect to Hook, all coaches deserve more respect than they get. Yep. Okay. Is that fair enough? That's, but they sign up to – you know what the old saying, they sign up to get sacked coaches. All, all, all I'm saying is <laughs> we all have – we're all – So you're just a hook hater. No, I love hook. I, I know actually, him and I love him. I was thinking about um, going and coaching after footy, but after this chat, yeah, I no. might choose a different like, I'm just going to try to get as close to the chicken as I can and just stick to the radio. As <laughs> soon as they start – soon as they start saying – No, I agree with you. Yeah. Once they If he's there at the end of the year, I'll take you both to Mr. Wong's. No, but you lied because last time no, we had a bet – No, I don't lie. Last time you had a bet about Gold Coast Titans, what happened? You're still a because, man. Mate, that is was completely not what I said. <laughs> All right? Leave that there. We'll agree to disagree if we do disagree because it's time for – this Woodsy's Front Row Forum. Front Row Forum. All right. Now, we got to talking about a couple of things uh, through the week. Wait, oh, Woodsy and Maroon. I was speaking to you blokes about, uh, but we're not going to start with this, but we're going to cover on these two topics. I was talking about when players, I don't want to even say players' names, but they know that if the club can poach a certain other player, yep. they're out the door and they've got to play with that pressure. Now, the same could be said for a coach, which we've just discussed. So do you mean like say if there's been a bit of media scrutiny around the player or he's got a chance to go to this club? Yeah, like let's say, let's say for instance, the player is a number seven at a certain club yep. and the fans and everybody that watches rugby league saying if they had a different number seven, they'd probably win the comp. Yep. Then the big number seven from another club comes on the market. It's in the paper. If uh, X club can poach number seven, they're going to get rid of this number seven. And then that number seven's got to play under the pressure of knowing he's that he's probably out the door. Yep. So are you saying so they've signed him for the next year? Yeah. Oh, or they, yeah, or or they're, they're interested in I, I'm, I'm yeah. going to have to put a name on. I'm going to have to, to, to explain myself. Now, let's just... It's okay. We know what you're saying. Yeah. We know so, what you know, what, I don't yeah, want to... You, right. you know, in, in some cases, say if they've signed a player, that person, the weight of the world could be off their shoulders. They're right. So they they know play, they're out the door. They know they're out the door. So they, they could just go, well, I've got nothing to lose here, you know, and obviously the club aren't backing me. They, they, they haven't shown, you know, they've probably shown faith in the past by keeping him there. 
But then by getting a new one, they're just kind of obviously they're moving in a different direction. Yeah. So that player could go, well, mate, there's no uh, pressure on me at the moment. Mm. Whatever I do, I, I'm going to, you know, I can back myself and, and know that, you know, yeah, they've made a decision. But if I can get myself on the front foot, try a few things that I haven't done in the past when I've been under the pump, I might get a, another offer from a club somewhere else. Mm. It'd have to affect you, though. It could affect if you. If you lose a few games, I think yeah. it would it yeah. weigh down a fair bit. I would just say, like, if the clubs are going to do that, and the coach and the coach is obviously involved, right? There needs to be a level of transparency with the player mm. before it happens, because for starters, they might have another plans for player. If you say you want to play seven, well, you might have a plan to play six if we get this guy at seven. Yeah. And if he's a player, a good player is going to make your team better. Okay, for sure, go and get him. Bring yeah. him if he's mm. going to make us better, and yeah. I'm happy to accommodate him in the team and and change positions or or try a few different things. Well, you know, I'm happy for that if it's going to improve our team. If it's a one in, one out, if we get him, there's there's no room for you. We're not going to extend your contract. Well, I would say being transparent, the earlier the better because it is a business in some sense, but you still you have a relationship with this yeah. guy. Listen, we're letting you know out of respect that we're going to try and get this guy. And if he gets, uh, if we do get him, we're not going to extend you. Well, now you have an opportunity to go out and sort your own future that's as well. It. So that's, I would say as long as there's a level of, transparency and professionalism and the players kept up to date, then it's play on. That's, that's the business. The mm. business is a high-performing business. The only measuring tool is success. Winning. Yeah. I've been for that too at Cronulla. When, when myself, Shawnee and Dukes got Dukes, the tap, yeah. yeah, they were – Fitzy was open, up and honest. Like he told us, said, look, you're not part of the plans. Maybe one of them couldn't give you this much money, blah, blah, blah. But I'm just giving you opportunity now that you can go and explore your options, what you got. And and that's what you respect as a player. Yeah. You know, and then you're still committed to the side for the rest of that year. And for me, it was just, it was good that at least they told us. We didn't find out from anywhere else. And it was the first conversation mm. I had was with Fitzy about it. And and then we got to talking, me and you, about yep. how you found out that you're on the move. Well, well that's that's where that's the they need one. to manage the situation properly. The club needs to get on the front foot and be proactive and be transparent because all of a sudden, if you're not, and then it comes out in the in the wash that you are, and you find out through the media or through someone else or on Twitter or, you know, you find out that way, then it starts to be, or oh, he said, she said, talking behind people's backs, not, you know, you lo- you erode that trust. As soon as you start to erode that trust, you know, any relationship goes hmm. south. Yeah. That, that happened to me, Wado. A lot of a lot uh, has I, happened yeah, to you. I, I, mate, I was, oh, mate, I've been around, man, you know. <laughs> I was just... It is what it is. Um, it's rugby league. You've, you realise what sort of a game it is. You know, people just see you playing for the clubs. But I remember it happened just three weeks ago. So didn't hear much about it. We had a team dinner. Um, I ended up coming, I think we went to a- Bankwest Stadium to do one of the commentary games. And on the way out there, there's a little article that, you know, I might be a chance of going to Manly. And it wasn't it wasn't that big. And then the next day we had a, um, a captain's run. Um, I remember going in, we did a video upstairs at, at Wollongong and um, Ben Haran, our team our team manager, said, oh, look, you know, we wanted just to be upfront and honest. This is what's happened, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I appreciate it. Well, what did he actually say? No, he just said, look, um, we've got an opportunity. We've signed those two young kids from, from St. George and then Manly come to us and said, if you want those kids immediately, we want to take Woods. And then I was like, oh, okay, no worries. But then literally... We had our captain's run session, which is probably how long they go for? Wait, about thirty minutes, yeah, if that. Like, there's just a little fine tuning before the game. And as I got off the field and went into the sheds, I remember looking at Zay Musgrove, and, and and he just looked at me and goes, "Is it true, mate?" And I was like, oh, "What are you talking about?" And then he showed me his phone. It was just all over the media. So, 
Um, and like, you know, there's an elephant in the room, you know, everyone's sort of looking at you and then you're like, and I said, look, boys, I said, this is what's happened. I was like, front and open and honest with them. I said, I haven't sat down with manager or nothing. <laughs> I've just found out just this morning, like you guys, I got a little bit of wind of it the night before. And then, yeah, that was it. And then I remember the next day going to the game, all the fans are going, thanks for all your, you know, all your help at Dragons, blah, blah, blah. Still had to be 18th man that day. And then it literally didn't happen till the Monday. I remember I was in here and I was on the phone, you know, I had to speak to Siebs, had to speak to the manager, and we didn't sign all the contracts till the Monday night. So it's funny how the news travels and, you know, I was, I was probably happy that the Dragons, when it did come out on the Friday night, they, they got on the front foot and told me, you know, straight away on Saturday what had happened and, and how the conversation eventuated. Yeah, this is where, like, the good operators just find length on people who aren't good operators yeah, because, yeah. you know, decisions are made in the background all the time. There, there's football staff meetings all the time about yep. recruitment, retention. But once every two weeks, Yeah, I think, yeah right? all the yeah. time because like, you need to be active in the market because things are so dynamic and change. But whenever you're going to make a decision on a player, you know, there's got to be a couple of stages you follow after that. Yeah. So, oh, well, let's inform the – because as soon as you start making phone calls to other clubs about other players, other managers are involved, player managers are involved, the media gets involved because at least everyone starts talking. So you need to know – when you leave that room, if you've made a decision, you need to get to the relevant parties and know how you're going to address that decision and what are the next steps after that decision before you start ringing around because you've been around the game long. There is zero secrets in this game. Yeah. <laughs> there is zero but, uh, secrets. And, and another thing, Wade, is like say the same thing happened to me. I'd just rather them come to me straight away. Don't go to the manager and say, sort this out. Just give us the heads up first. Mm. Yeah. Because – Mate, what if I'm having a blue with my manager and he doesn't talk to me about it? Yeah, yeah You know, yeah. or, you know, what if the manager's off that club and then doesn't give the player the heads up and then the player finds out through the, the social what, media? Like, that, that's where it can go. That's where it can deteriorate the conversation. Well, like, I, I definitely with the older players, you, yeah. can, you can see for sure. Just tell the older players. That's it. Yeah, straight it's so up, much operate. easier. For, I, mean, I can understand idea. if you're going to make a decision around a young player, well, maybe you need to invite him and the manager in and yep. sit down with the footy manager needs to have have a one-on-one with him. Just front before, footed, yeah. Before you pull the trigger on any phone calls you make, on exactly. your maker because, mm. you know, that's where you get called out because as soon as, you know, you, you ask for one thing and, you know, oh, well, let me call you back, I'll make a few more phone calls. As soon as those, yeah. the word gets out, you, know, yeah. you, you can't have it coming back to you and, and biting your ass because you haven't done, you know, you haven't been transparent in, in the beginning. You know what the funny thing was? When I left that game, it, it was my last game at 18th Man. It was the Sharks. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I was at the front, and those two boys that were making a swap were at the front of the game. I said, hey, boys, are we doing the swap or not? <laughs> <laughs> well, boys, you've been wonderful today. Good luck this week. Uh, you both had a win over the weekend. Congratulations. Thank you very much. And let's keep um, the good, uh, good yeah, times rolling, eh? Hey? Let's keep, keep the good winning. times rolling. This has been Footy Talk Podcast with Wado, Woodsy, and Maroon. Goodbye. Goodbye.